Welcome to our final episode of The Whole 40, a Lenten podcast for the young adults of the Archdiocese of St. Louis. My name is Angela Richard, and I'm the coordinator of Young Adult Ministry for the Archdiocese of St. Louis. And I'm Michael Horn, the evangelization coordinator in the Office of Lady and Family Life. We're so glad you're here with us. Uh, today we have two special guests, Mary-Kate Buncher and Father Scheider. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Ladies first. Oh, thank you. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I'm Mary-Kate Buncher. I am assistant youth minister at St. Catherine Labore uh, in South County and assistant campus minister at UMSL, uh, music minister at St. Joseph Imperial, and I do um, a woman's ministry called Enough out of St. Um, <laughs> Elizabeth of Hungary. So I'm everywhere. Yeah, um, woman of many talents. Uh, <laughs> Very yeah, impressive lady. Oh, thank you, thank you. And I am Father Scott Scheider, a newly ordained priest for the Archdiocese. Uh, I was ordained in May, May 28th of last year, 2016. I'm in my first year and at... St. Margaret Mary Alico down in South County. Love our parish. I guess a little shout out to St. Margaret Mary Alico. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being here, both Absolutely. of you. Thank, thank you for you your for ministries. Um, so the title of today's podcast is For the Forgiveness of Sins. And what we're going to kind of focus on today is reconciliation, particularly in Lent. Why is it that we need to reconcile ourselves to Christ? And what is it about this season that makes us, uh, that draws us into this relationship with Jesus. Um, so kind of prep your brains for that. Um, but let's start out by just kind of going over how our lens been going. How, what's been going on in your heart? How has um, your experience in this season been playing out? Well, I guess I'll go first this time. <laughs> the, um, well, first Lent as a priest, and it's been very busy, but busy in the best sense of the word mm -hmm. i mean it's it's just been awesome hearing a lot of confessions um you know we have we, we have an e extra mass every day at our parish so that's been wonderful so yeah there's been just a lot of things going on you know i always when i start off lent i usually have pretty high expectations and i'll i'll set a lot of goals but have a little leeway and i kind of let myself get in a few weeks before i realize i'm taking on too much mm -hmm. <laughs> But so far, it's, it's going pretty well. You know, I think it started off rough, but then picked up in last two weeks. It's, it's great. So I've kind of stepped it up a bit. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, my line has been really good in some ways and like not so good. <laughs> um, I did a couple things. So I um, decided to only get on like social media once a day. Wow. Um, and not before I've prayed. Ooh, so um, priorities. <laughs> I that's been going well. And actually, I did that. And just noticing, like when we do pick up our phone, like it's usually when I'm like, who overwhelmed or stressed or sad. And it's mm. like taking those times to acknowledge that and what's on my heart and taking them to God instead of just being like, I want to block this out of my mind right now and you know focus on cat videos on Facebook. I'm just <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What's on Facebook. Anyway, um, so that's been really good. I also decided to. Um, <laughs> this has been going horribly um not go out to eat um and like save money and stuff but I also I don't like cooking at all mm. and so it's been rough and even last week Michael was with me and he's like well you know you gave up going out I was gonna go out for lunch and he's like you know you might want to stick with this and I was like thank you for keeping like being you know accountable, accountable. yes yeah. exactly 
so I went home. It was on a Friday and I was like, awesome. I'm going to cook, you know, I'm going to do it. And so I go home (laughs) and I look at my fridge. I'm like, oh, turkey burger. I totally can make perfect. Like that's great. Right. (laughs) So I made it feeling great about myself. And then like two hours later, I was in the car and I was like, it's Friday. I ate meat on Friday. And so I thought I was doing this great thing, sticking to my Lenten promise. And I just totally, I was like, well, I'm sorry. Sorry, Lord. I need your mercy. (laughs) Um, so that's been good. I've also been going through the 33 days to merciful love. Um, done by the same guy who does 33 days to morning glory. Um, and that's just been really good, really good. So, Mm. Yeah. It sounds like a season of reflection and insight and mercy. Absolutely. Oh, so good. Mm -hmm. We need mercy in this (laughs) podcast, especially. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, Michael, it's your last week. Yeah, I'm sad. You're sad? I am. Yeah, because this has been great. We've had some great guests and we have two great guests today. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, it's going to be sad. It's just a good way to reach people. I hope a lot of people have been sharing this podcast with other people that they know and mm-hmm. getting the word out there because I think it is helpful for a lot of people. I'm not saying that we're the greatest podcast ever or anything. Oh, but, but we are. I think we do offer some good. <laughs> <laughs> we offer some good insights for people, and especially during the season of Lent. So yeah. you wrote a little reflection on it in the Frasati on the Fourth mm-hmm. lately, just about how does how does it like impact our hearts and our lives the season of Lent, and how. Mm-hmm do we kind of keep focused on what's important in it rather than getting lost or overwhelmed or trying to take on too much or what does the season mean and things like that. So I think it's just been good for people to stop and just listen to us for 20 to 30 minutes or however long it is. And Mm -hmm. just to see where they're going with their lives and just to hear good personal experiences of other people. So I'm going to miss it, but I'm looking forward to this last episode. And I I think that um, if I can speak for both of us, it's been even more helpful, more graceful for us mm-hmm. to be able to listen to these people firsthand and mm-hmm. dive into their lives and yeah. and to um, experience Lent um, in a different way than we ever have. Amen. I mean, I have never done a Lenten podcast before. Have you, Michael? I have not. We should probably do it again. I really <laughs> enjoyed it. It seems like our feedback's been good anyway. So Good. Well, good. <laughs> well, good. Um, let's dive into the gospel. Um, Michael, you want to take it away? Sure. The gospel this past Sunday was... The passion account that we hear every year, but this year it's from Matthew. And so we have a lot of things going on in the gospel. We have the Last Supper. We have the Garden in Gethsemane where Jesus prays with his apostles and they fall asleep. We have the passion account in its entirety where Jesus is brought before the chief priest. He's also brought before Pilate. He enters into the road to Calvary. He dies on the cross and they end the account of Matthew for the gospel with people burying him and laying him in the tomb. And so there's a lot of things to ponder. There's a lot of things going on. And so the name of this podcast, like Angela said, is for the forgiveness of sins. And that comes from Jesus's institution of the Holy Eucharist, where he talks about the importance of offering himself, his body and blood for the salvation of the world. And when he offers the chalice of wine, and he says, this will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. We hear it in the beautiful words of consecration at every mass. So that's one error that we can look at reflecting on this podcast is for the forgiveness of sins and what that truly means that our Lord has offered himself in his entirety. And we hear from uh, the beautiful Pope John Paul II, the greatest, uh, the quote about self-gift. And we, and we hear just about Life finds its meaning when it's offered as a gift. So whether that takes the form of a married vocation or priest 
priesthood or religious life, our lives are very meaningless when we don't offer them as a self-gift. And so a lot of us can struggle with that. And I think a lot of us fall into sin because of that, just not understanding what we're called to give as a full gift of self. Again, whatever vocation that's in, just offering ourselves for others because it's in losing ourselves, as Christ says earlier in the gospel, that we truly find who we are. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I would just want to reflect on. And I don't want to steal the thunder of Mary (laughs) Kate or Father Scheider. I just want to talk a little bit about what that means just for for me real quickly about for the forgiveness of sins and Mm -hmm. just my own personal practice. So I, I try to make it to confession every two weeks at the max. And we're so blessed here at... Um, the Regali Center to have reconciliation available every Wednesday for us from 10 to 11:45, and I know people that work that's not always available to you at your workplace, so we're very blessed to have that. But there are several parishes that have reconciliation services throughout these last couple weeks of Lent as we wind down and walk the road to the cross, and look forward to the resurrection as well. And so there's plenty of opportunities. There's plenty of places to go, different churches, different confession times. So I just encourage everybody to get out there and to just be reconciled to God and reconciled to the church because we can do great things when we are in the state of grace and we have received the purification and the healing love of our Lord that he offers to us so freely and so mercifully. So I just encourage you to think about getting to confession if you haven't been to confession this Lent and then um, we'll move on to the reflections of Mary Kate and Father. Yeah. I don't want to talk too much. <laughs> That's great. Thanks, yeah. Michael. Mm-hmm. So, your initial responses to the gospel, um, we hear the most iconic story of our faith. I mean, the passion is the source of our salvation, um, the source of our ability to receive forgiveness. Um, and it's all here in this Sunday's gospel um, that we heard earlier this week. So, um, what are your initial responses to? Um, to this reading what stuck out to me honestly is um the difference between judas and peter Hmm. um i like about two years ago was going through this phase where i was just i got really down and i'm just like oh my gosh what if i end up like judas like and i deny christ because you know we're all sinners and everything and i was just like i could be following for jesus for so long and then totally screw up and just be lost like Mm. and not know what to do and then I took that to my spiritual director and he's like yeah but what about Peter I was like "Mm." he denied you know he denied Christ three times and um he but he didn't lose hope in um in Jesus so uh just like that's kind of what I reflected with and um just taking on the hope that Peter has instead of giving into the shame I think that um Judas felt oh yeah totally good yeah, I think, you know, this one is more, I guess, John's gospel. But I got a particular devotion to um, all the saints at the foot of the cross. Oh, yeah. And that's, the, you know, I just, you when, when you think about that and, and, you, and you ponder, you know, I mean, what that must be like to stand at the foot of the cross, you know, where the sins of, of generation upon generation all coming down on one man. And it's just, I mean, and and just to think that no nobody can stand at the foot of the cross. That's only somebody who is just so conformed to Christ and filled with His love that could possibly stand at the foot of the cross. And and for me, you know, it's 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 very hard. Um, you know, I think one of the hardest things to do in the spiritual life is to receive. You know, and so that that's that's one thing I've been focusing on in particular this Lent is to to really just just to receive that love and that that mercy and I'm then 
having received that, then then to reciprocate it and, and to be that love in the world. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Quick personal reflection. Um, when uh, I have I've watched the Passion, the Passion of the Christ, um, every year uh, during Lent, and every year I have a deeper understanding. Um, a, a deeper response and I was watching it with my students last year when I was teaching and I uh, kind of came to the realization that Mary and John and Mary Magdalene at the foot of the cross there they there's this moment where they get really quiet they realize that Jesus has died and they kneel down before the cross slowly and silently and I was like that's the first adoration <laughs> you oh, know wow, um and mm-hmm. just to see that in that moment we have so much take place um in in the Christian tradition we have the sacraments instituted reciprocation in a sense um be by his salvation we have the last supper we have the institution of the eucharist we have um the grace of adoration um we receive Mary as our mother. There's just so much richness to the that moment. I'm sure there's so much more that we don't even realize was happening. Um, but how motivated that I am to see Jesus on the cross when I watch that movie to reconcile myself to him and, and to run to him in, in confession. Um, and that's not always been the case. You know, when we're young, I think this is a pretty common experience confession is terrifying you know we're bearing our soul to a person that we don't know very well <laughs> um and i think my first confession sounded something like i hit my sister and that was the only thing i confessed <laughs> and but um i have just found such joy and freedom in going to confession since then um and i would love to hear kind of your responses as well like this isn't just me, correct? You know, <laughs> like we, I hope that other people have found a sense of, of joy in receiving that sacrament as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing they tell us in the, in the seminary, you know, I'm pretty much fresh out, <laughs> still my first year. But um, I remember when we were doing our, our practicum and we were doing fake confessions and hearing confessions. And I remember our, our advisor I believe it was Monsignor Mickish, and and he was telling us, you know, the the best, uh, the best. I mean, confessors are those who are good penitents, mm. you know. And I'm just, yeah, and I think, I mean, it's. When I look back, you know, for I grew up pretty much Catholic by name my whole life, mm-hmm. and and when I got into later part of high school. And early college, I fell away from the church. So I, I was without the sacrament for eight years at one point. Wow. And I remember my uh, Monsignor Pins, God rest his soul, he died a few years back. Um, and he walked me through one of my, uh, a, a general confession. Mm-hmm. So I, I had been back to the sacrament and he, uh, he, and he, he was walking me through for about a few months, you know, just kind of going through the past my past life Mm -hmm. you know um and just allowing me just to receive that 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 incredible um mercy and and love and just allow it to um you know penetrate my soul and and so you know it's uh, those sins of course have been forgiven but allows you just to to re-experience that that mercy and that love in a new way and yeah it was just so amazing because i remember right before i was about to schedule this um I, and I, I love to tell this, so I'm glad I'm saying it on, on, 
on a, on a on a podcast. It was about three days out, and we had scheduled it. And he he uh, he approached me. We we were talking. We we set the date, and it was still about seventy two hours out. And he looked at me, and he said, "For the next seventy two hours, I will be fasting for your confession." Wow. And this was just. I mean, <laughs> talking about experiencing that 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 love of Christ, and I mean that just set my whole life on a new course. Because I was seeing, you know, he barely knew me. I was just a few months in St. Louis. I'm originally from Colorado. And he, and he does this for me. And, uh, you know, I was just, I was thinking, I, I think of that. Uh, when I survey the wondrous cross, you know, what, what, you know, what love is this? This mm. is, this is just incredible. And, and can I receive more of this love and then, and then give that gift to others too? And, and so, yeah, it, it really set my life on a new course so um so yeah I'm a big fan of the <laughs> sacrament so yeah I try to frequent it as much as possible because yeah and, and I, I could tell if it's been a while and it is harder once you become a priest you know because you know I, I mean I remember being in the seminary we, we could go whenever you know it was so convenient but now you know there's you know I don't I only see my spiritual director once a month you know so it's it's harder to to frequent the sacrament but you know i i can tell when it when it goes you know like like michael was saying a little more than two weeks then it's just like that sin weighs you down oh my goodness and and so it's almost you get a physical response yeah absolutely absolutely and i know you know once i receive the sacrament then it's just like freedom again and Mm. and there's just this new life in my soul and it's just it's so beautiful so Mm. yeah I definitely find joy in the sacrament as well. Um, I know this is a huge grace, but it's never really scared me that much. Mm. Um, and I think I have to give that to my own father. Because <laughs> um, he, I mean, he does have a temper and I would do some pretty bad things. But, um, well, not pretty, not horrible. <laughs> but like, you know, we all do things as kids and he would get mad. But then he would also be like, okay, so like, when are we going to go get ice cream? And like after that, and it's like, I see how forgiving he was so that I was like going to the, our father in heaven it was like oh yeah if he's so willing to give his mercy why not go receive it and so um I try to go regular regularly as well um and I just yeah you feel better and feel not only like the forgiveness but the reconciling like mm-hmm. you go to make sure that you he knows that you're sorry and that you want to make up for it um because mm-hmm. he is so willingly given himself for that purpose so um why not go receive it like I've been in confession and like just sitting there praying with my eyes closed as the priest is absolving me and just picture Jesus like with his arms open <laughs> this is so mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so weird no not only arms open but he'll be like oh baby cakes and Aww. like <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, you get so much, just the grace that you receive from the sacrament. And then it also, um, it gives you the grace to forgive others as well, too. So Mm -hmm. you recognize your own sinfulness and you can so willingly, um, yeah, have mercy on others as well. So I love it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm currently in in spiritual direction and and this just kind of came to mind. Um, something that I'm going through with my spiritual director is, um, recognizing where sin is in my life and how that sin is distancing me from God and not only distancing me from him, but I have a distorted understanding of who I am Mm -hmm. and who God is. And I, and I'm thinking about like the difference between going to mass before and after confession and how it's Mm -hmm. like that distortion is gone and it's a little bit clearer of a picture every time that I can like experience 
the Eucharist afterwards. So it is a great grace. But let's let's talk about and Michael, feel free to chime in as well. Um, so many of us have had times in our lives, and I'm sure you can speak to this, Father, but um, where it's hard for us to go even think about going to confession because we feel like our sin is just too great or um, we just think, well, I'm going to keep doing it anyway. Why is it even worth me going? So maybe if you could respond to that in some way, why, why would it be worth it for us to go when it seems like sin has such a hold on us? I'm just going to break the ice here as they ponder that because it's a very deep question. Okay. I saw something hilarious the other day because I have this same question that you just asked. Yeah. Why do we keep going to confession? Because we always have the same sins. And so there's this joke that this guy went into a priest and just says, Father, I'm tired of coming in here. I, do, I don't understand. I, I keep confessing the same old sins and nothing changes. And, and the priest just says, what, did you want like new sins to confess to? <laughs> oh, and, I, now and I know so, it too. Did and, I hear that with you? I thought I heard it on the women's conference. That's funny. We been, just yeah. that. I was gonna. That's exactly yeah. what yeah. I was gonna say. Either way, yeah. So that's something too. It's just to <laughs> yeah. think about, like, be grateful. Maybe that, like, that is, as crazy as that sounds, that you, that you're struggling with a few sins mm-hmm. of the same sins rather than a whole host of new sins. So, mm-hmm. so, and again, Pope Francis has talked about. It, a lot of people talk about. It, it's kind of become cliche, and unfortunately, but just like that, God doesn't ever tire of forgiving us our mm-hmm. sins, but that we get tired of forgiving ourselves and asking for that forgiveness from the Lord. And so it's just important to remember that to continue to just grow and to receive the graces from the sacrament. And so that's, that's what I'll I'll throw this into again, just to maybe if this is a very deep question, but Bishop Rice talked about this at at a conference a couple of years ago and and just people say, well, I don't need to go to confession because I can just confess my sins directly to God. And just like in typical Bishop Rice fashion, he was just like, well, that's just a cop out. That's a cop out. (laughs) And so and so he just talked about how it not only on a huge like just on the human level, also on a spiritual level, like it's so important for us just to go to another human being and to confess our sins because there's a human interaction there Mm. and it's just beautiful because we need it for our psychology like that's how we're meant we're meant to be reconciled in a human fashion through communication through direct human contact and so this is one of the arguments one of the things that's surfacing in the church today is the idea of confessing through skype or through Mm. webcams and things Mm. like that and and so there's an article in the in the review about it a couple weeks ago just about that idea and that's it, the church will not accept that because it's it's about being reconciled to the church. It's about being reconciled to God and just that human, like we, you you both talked about it, just that human relief, that joy that comes from understanding mercy and that healthy sense of confessing sins to another person, expressing your regret and your remorse and contrition and receiving forgiveness for it. And so I think that's super important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just, just recognizing that we're, we're broken. Yeah. You know, we have, I mean, we're always going to have that tendency towards sin, that concupiscence. And and we, we need to keep fighting, you know, until the day we die. You know, we're going to be tempted and, and the further we get along in the spiritual life, you know, those temptations are going to be much greater. And all the more need for the sacrament. I think, you know, what do they say about John Paul II? That he went almost every single day. Oh, my gosh. You know, and as you... and. A lot of us, you know, it's it's hard to imagine, you know, you know what what sins could be possibly be confessing, but when you're getting that, when you're getting so close to the light, you know, all of a sudden you see all the little specks, 
you know and i think it's just that's a great testimony just to his his sanctity um and you know i mean and i think you know it may seem like you're not progressing but you 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 probably are you know but you're just you're in the midst of the fight you know sometimes you know as we're climbing that mountain so to speak we need to look back and and just see how far that we've really come Mm -hmm. you know and I think that's something that, you know, we think that, oh, maybe I, you know, I haven't made that much pro- progress, but, but those sins have weakened, you know, the, the temptations are, are maybe coming stronger, but that's because you're, you know, you're, you're becoming stronger, mm-hmm. you know. So. And knowing too, I think that the temptation to avoid confession is not from God, <laughs> you yeah, know, like, absolutely. like you absolutely. need to realize that the the resilience that you have the the desire to continue going to reconciliation despite the fact that you keep sinning is the devil trying to stop you mm-hmm. from going and trying to make you give up you know mm-hmm. um so i mean it's just kind of a kick in the face every time we go <laughs> to satan to, right. to yep. continue Absolutely. yeah and i was just going to follow up again on that and mary kate if you had something else about what angela asked earlier we can come back to it. i just one of the helps for this especially with a lot of people either struggling with scrupulosity or being too complacent like Mm -hmm. you said and and not wanting to go to confession is just establishing a good relationship and connecting with a spiritual director because I think that that helps you to become more accountable for your sins and also have somebody that you can see regularly to confess your sin and also to grow more from it because I think sometimes it can be harsh and, and not that it's not efficacious and it's certainly uh, there's certainly graces there and everything. It's just when when you're going to a bunch of different confessors and you're kind of trying to avoid um, someone who maybe knows you a little bit better, um, that's understandable, but it also helps you grow. I think it's more challenging. So that's something else to, th- to think about, just to have that accountability there and to actually grow from it so you're not tempted to grow complacent in it. I just think that's another insight to offer for right. people just who are really trying to grow f- and overcome the sins. At least a regular confessor. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to add just it keeps you accountable in your own like spiritual life um that like if you don't go to confession for a certain like maybe habitual sin um you'll start maybe accepting that as okay. It doesn't oh, get yeah. you to think about it as much and so it's not in your mind so once you start doing it you just begin accepting it instead of um you know recognizing it as a sin um and so that's why I like to go to confession. Well, great. Um any parting words of wisdom for our young adults before we close out this podcast today? So we enter Holy Week. Anything yeah. that you want to say to the people of the Archdiocese? Um, well, this may sound cheesy, and I, you know, fact check me if I'm wrong, but I've heard um, "Be not afraid" is in the Bible at least 365 times, so <laughs> one for each day. So um, be not afraid to go to confession. We all need it. We're all sinners, um, and. God is so willing to give us his mercy is the thing. Um, I read today in this 33 days to merciful love that um, like we need to accept his mercy, not because we deserve it, because he so willingly wants to give it to us. Mm. Um, And so just go console the heart of Jesus. He wants to give you mercy and love you as much as you can be loved. And you want to love him as much as he can be loved. So I think the um, sacrament helps you do that. So get to confession. Beautiful. Definitely second that, yeah. If anything that is, you know, if there's any kind of fear there, just, you know, I, I think just, just just bring that into the confessional. You know, I, I, I just love, you know, when, when somebody come in, they're just so genuine and so sincere. 
you know, when they could just, you know, kind of just tell you right where they're at. And, you know, the priest is so, so happy to help you and walk mm-hmm. you through anything. So just don't let that hold you back. You know, just you're, you're, you're coming to the Father to receive his love and his mercy. And, and it should be, you know, a, a peaceful, you know, joy-filled encounter. Um, so, um, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, if you haven't been to confession yet, I, yeah, I just, just strongly encourage you. I mean, that's one, that's such a a incredible joy, the priesthood. Mm. That is, um, one of my, you know, favorite parts is, is just being along the journey with, with individuals and just meeting them right where they're at and then just bringing them up you know and and being that instrument of god they they can receive his love and mercy it's just so yes well we thank you for encouragement (laughs) lots of encouragement we thank you for being that priest that does that for us (laughs) thanks for being open to the father the only closing thing i have is uh, bishop herman if anybody ever goes to the cathedral bishop herman preaches a very similar homily often and a lot of people were just tempted to say he just preaches the same thing but it's the truth and it needs to be heard so many times and that's why i think he talks about it so many times is he he says if you're struggling in prayer and you're not hearing anything from god ask him to show you your sins mm. and then you'll have a lot to talk about and <laughs> so and so when when yeah and so when we pray about that and we ask the lord to show us our sins when while we're in prayer then we can take those sins to jesus to the father to the holy spirit and then they can show us how to approach the sacrament of reconciliation for forgiveness for those sins and then receive those graces openly to overcome them. So just that's the last thing I have just to think about asking God to show you your sins, to show to be convicted of those sins, to know in the depths of your heart and on your conscience what are your sins and what do you need to do to overcome them? How do you need to cooperate with his grace more? Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast, Father Schreiter and and Mary Kate yeah. Buncher. Thanks for Absolutely. having us. Thank you, Michael. Wonderful. Um, it has been a joy to pray with all of you listening in these last few weeks. Know that we will be continuing to pray with you during this uh, Holy Week. God bless you. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> yeah, we're going to miss you. Have, have a great Holy Week. We'll be praying for you. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. When I was a child, I didn't hear a single